0: Today with Sarah McInerney, weekdays from 10 on RTE Radio 1. Some more of your text to 51551. One person says, part of my school burned down a few years ago. It has not been rebuilt. We are in prefabs. We already wear coats and hats indoors in the wintertime. Our rooms are already full to capacity. Our school are looking for accommodation downtown for students as we do not have enough space. So the amount of people who apparently are wearing coats and hats in school already is much higher than one would have, uh, or at least I would would have suspected um, another person then Pat says why are private schools with, depar- with uh, department teachers not automatically entitled to the back to school grants I thought we were all in this together well on that issue of private schools and fee paying schools and what they should be entitled to we're going to look at that now because those schools have warned the department of education that the health and of students and staff is being put at risk by their exclusion from a multi-million euro support package for reopening schools safely. 50, the fifty, safely rather, the 51 schools will not automatically receive funding for measures such as hand sanitizer, additional cleaning and altering classrooms to comply with physical distancing rules. So for his response to this, I'm joined now by Arthur Godsell, who is former headmaster at St Andrew's College and also director of Godsell Education. And thank you very much for joining us this morning. morning. Arthur. Morning. Um, so I, I suppose, can I ask you first of all, uh, what you're hearing from private fee-paying schools as to how they're preparing to reopen in September that, and, and the challenges they're encountering?
1: Absolutely, yes. Uh, I think uh, principals, boards, uh, management and teachers have been very busy over the summer uh, preparing for the opening of the schools and uh, yeah, a lot of work's been done. And they have, I believe, uh, got the, got their schools in a, in a very good place and let's hope that, they, that the students can go back and we can uh, continue with their education, yes, but a lot's been done.
0: Okay, so do you understand then the reasoning of the department that fee-paying schools would not automatically get funding for COVID-19 measures?
1: Look, this this argument has been going on for some time. The whole issue of state support for fee-charging school has been a contentious issue over many years. But you know what? Right now, the country's in a crisis. It's not the time to play politics. It's not the time to discuss philosophical arguments about the rights or wrongs of state support for pre-charging schools. Right now, what those schools need, and every school in the country needs, is the full support of governments, full support of the department, to ensure that we can open the schools. There's about 25,000 students, I think, in the 51 schools out of, you know, um, 360,000 in the country. These are This, this is a small number of schools. Uh, 735 schools in the country, they're about... 51 of them, it's, it's just over 6%. This is not a big issue. And I think it is not correct that the department should in any way differentiate at this very difficult time. I'm quite happy to have a discussion. I'm sure many principals of key schools will have many arguments about this in the future and fine, we can discuss it. But right now, it's just not the time to okay. do it.
0: And I hear you saying that it's a political argument and a philosophical discussion, but it's also a, a question of, of money, isn't it? And we've been getting texts all morning from uh, people around the country talking about their kids wearing hats and scarves and coats and a hot water bottle in one instance yeah. in, in, in public schools because they're not warm enough. And and then you compare that just, for example, with King's Hospital, one of the private schools in Dublin that has a 25-metre indoor pool, two astro pitches, and it can facilitate yeah. cricket and, 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 and other sports like that. Can you really argue that when resources are scarce and we know that they are scarce that we should be giving money to King's Hospital with their 25 metre pool and not money to the school that... No, it's
1: it's not about the amount of money. The amount of money is actually quite small because it's actually parents who who subsidise those schools with their fees. It's not about the amount of money that the government's giving because in actual fact it would cost the government more Uh, to take over these schools or for these schools to go into the fee charging sector. And that's been agreed and accepted on both sides of the argument. So it's not about money. This is a philosophical argument. It's it's an argument um, where people feel it's just not right. In actual fact, um, it's the parents of this country that are uh, subsidizing education Mm -hmm. by paying fees. Um, already the fee charging sector yeah, but I mean it's not, like it.
0: it's not like it's charity either Arthur no. I mean they're subsidising their children's education so that they can for example in the case of St. Columbus College which charges 8 grand a year they can have yeah. an average leaving star class size of 10 you know so they're, that's not charity they're making sure their kids have the best possible educational opportunity and, and,
1: but, but parents have the right to send their children to whatever school they so wish hmm. and they the right to spend their money as they see fit Sure. Um, and that's what it's about, really. And uh, the Department of Education, in this case, I'm talking about. I mean, the argue, we can discuss the whole argument uh, at length. But the, p- the particular situation now is that that should be left for a different day. Right now, there are schools that need the support, and in with which there are plenty of fee-paying schools, fee-charging schools. Uh, that I don't have a, they're not wash with money they're they struggling they've got, they've got fundraising going on they've got a lot on so at this time I'm saying yeah. to you yeah, I, I, yeah, that's, And, that's I,
0: do, and I do hear you like that not all of them are you know are, are raking in the cash or you're saying they're struggling or they no, have to fundraise but I, th- I think you'd, you'd be hard pressed to find a school in the country that doesn't have to fundraise to try and supplement some of their income but they're doing that to provide basic services not to provide additional services extracurricular activities or to provide the sort of yeah. facilities that I've described for King's Hospital And that, and um, that should
1: that shouldn't happen it should sure. not be the case So when
0: resources are scarce should the but, funding not go to the kids with the hats yeah, and the coats on you yeah, know sure. in, in the prefabs Of course it should
1: of course it should but it's not about the amount of money this is the point it's not about the money it would cost the government more to have um, to take those schools uh, on board as uh, into, into the non-fee-paying non-fee, sector it's not about the amount of money I think, so I think there was a, there was a a figure of like 100 million a year or something whatever it was but the actual fact it was going to cost the government more than that to take on they have to pay the teachers anyway They've got the upkeep of the schools. Yeah. They are, the students have got to be uh, educated no matter where they are. They sure. have equal rights. B-
0: but you're saying it's not about the amount of money, but you're talking about on average, I think it's something like 70,000 to 100,000 per school is what's going to be given out for the COVID yeah, measures. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that yeah. would go an awful long way to some schools that really need that money. So it is about the money. Whereas if that 70,000 to 100,000 is given to St. Columbus, who's charging eight grand a year and who is a leaving cert uh, per, per student, obviously, and a leaving cert class size of, of, of uh, 10 on average, they don't need that. Do they, Arthur, as much well, as, as, as the rural school with the, with the two classrooms, with all the kids packed in, you know, with no heating or whatever it might be? They need the 70,000 to 100,000, yes, don't
1: they? Yes, but, but uh, yeah, of course they do. And, and all schools need that, that money. There may be a situation where some schools can afford this type of uh, funding, but it's, it, it is particularly, um, agrees at this time, uh, when we've got a pandemic, when we've got a crisis in the country, uh, to be, you know, to be, be putting forward the concept, well, they can afford it. Many of these schools can't afford it. And it's, maybe the big schools can afford it and get through it, and it's possible. But I'm quite sure that the vast majority of fee charging schools would be put in the pin of their collar to, to manage this particular difficulty they have at the moment. I'm sure there's some that could manage it and get through it, but not by any means at all.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. That's Arthur Godsell, who is former headmaster at St Andrew's College and director of Godsell Education. Lots of texts on that. Well, I'll get to the, some of them after the news right now. they we're going to Susan Jackson in the newsroom.